Welcome back to Books and Broomsticks. I'm Chaotic Witchot. And I'm Matt Hatterplace. And today we have a guest with us, Ash, who is going to be joining our conversation about necromancy. Welcome, Ash. Hi, um, I'm Ashes to Ashes on TikTok. That's where you guys can find me. And I'm super excited to talk about this. This is kind of my favorite thing, so. Yeah, we're so happy to have you. <laughs> All right, so we're getting started with this conversation. Um, I think we wanted to talk a little bit about necromancy first. Well, obviously that's the entire episode, but we're also gonna talk about death witchcraft. Um, similarities with them, differences with them, uh, rise of interest in death witchcraft and necromancy, especially with social media, respectfully, respectfully following the death witch path, cultural relevance, and where to find info on it. Um, I would like to say this is not my area of expertise, so I'm probably going to be a little bit more quiet this episode. I apologize. Um, but Matt or Ash, if either of you want to kind of start us off, we can hit it. Personally, uh, actually coming into my practice, I was that edgy teenager who thought necromancy and curses was how you got into <laughs> witchcraft. I was a very angry, closeted gay man. So that's why I ended up with a lot of knowledge about the necromancy topic. <laughs> you said you came in swinging and committing arson and saying, this is it. This is what we're doing. We're, we're starting by burning the house down. And we're yeah, that's it. For sure. I was like, your village, my village now. God, I want it. <laughs> Give it. Let's go. I'll be talking a little bit more on the necromancy aspects of it. Um, but it also came with, uh, after I learned my, about my path, I did not realize that death witchcraft was a thing. And that's why I'm glad to have people like Ash where I actually got to have a conversation with because death witchcraft has a tendency to be um, a little railroading for other yeah. paths. Yeah, big time. It's, it's one of those things that, you know, was something that the way that I was taught, I had to totally kind of break down and reconnect a little because, you know, I was taught very kind of like big blanket statements with certain things like, oh, like, you know, everyone who's like doing this, like, you know, everyone's gonna have different titles and they're all gonna have different names and stuff. But like, yeah, it's all kind of under this umbrella. And so I went, you know, God, like I think five, six, seven, eight years, the kind of like seeing it, everything under this really big umbrella. And honestly, it's where, you know, we all like to joke about how witch talk is a little bit on fire all the time. And don't get me wrong, it completely is. <laughs> There's also like so much that comes out of it because there were so many things that I had noticed. My practice had kind of honestly stagnated a little bit um, before I kind of got my way onto Witch Talk and Witch Talk helped dismantle, break down, change, grow and expand so many things I was working with. And again, as much as it's an absolute dumpster fire sometimes, like when it spits out these pockets of gold, there's so much information to be gathered there. And one of the things was like me kind of restricting the way that it can be really freaking railroady if you're not careful. And I would have never had that concept ever brought up to me because my practice was so freaking solitary by the time I had come to TikTok, that would have completely continued to go over my head. So like TikTok is such an awesome place where 
again, you can really like grow and expand these these practices that kind of like what Matt said, where like, you know, you kind of had your practice, came out to TikTok, got exposed to more things, same thing over here. And it totally helped me like reconstruct so much of my practice. It was awesome. You, yeah, you are definitely the optimist in this conversation about witch talk. <laughs> um, I think I've hit a po- I hit the point that Matt hit like a year ago and Matt's having a really fun time watching me get the same, <laughs> like having the same realizations. And he's like, oh, a fellow pessimist. And I'm like, please. Um, Welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I, yeah, but I agree that a lot of good things have come out of Witch Talk. Like I found Matt on Witch Talk. Matt's my best friend. I found plenty of other friends. I were was exposed to certain cultural things and paths that I've never experienced before. I was able to connect with other Italian folk practitioners and connect with mentors. And overall it is, you know, my life has changed for the better because of witch talk. It's not, it was that a sneeze or a cough, either a little way. bit of both. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> I will um, not be doing so. I work with a fertility uh, deity, and I don't think yeah. you need that in your life. No, you know what? Trying to avoid that pretty damn hard. Uh, we just we don't we don't. Matt never blesses anyone. Um, it's always a mess when he does. But um, why don't we uh, start with Matt about you know necromancy? What does it look like now? What did it used to look like? So necromancy um, in its way past versions, you actually see a lot in Greek tale, but it's not raising zombies, raising the dead. It's communicating with the dead about the future. Necromancy literally, if you follow the language path, is just divination via the dead. Um, We have since taken this past concept of just tossing bones, speaking with spirits, trying to find out about the future via dead people. And we have now changed it and evolved it to working with those raised spirits to start working for us to achieve the same kind of things that we want, uh, that we usually do with spell work or that we usually do with workings. So it's interesting to watch. Yeah, I mean, my experience with necromancy primarily has been like the internet you know media and stuff and being like here is someone summoning a literal corpse and then dropping it i've read some bits about like uh in ceremonialism when we look at like alistair crowley specifically my resource for this tidbit of information is the black arts which i don't love as a historical book but has some good information um they would go to a graveyard or a cemetery dig up a corpse perform a particular ritual um the corpse would animate itself they'd ask it a question and then it would go back to being dead Yeah, that's even uh, gotten itself into nowadays. I mean, let's look at uh, the very same kind of spell work. When you look at Hell, uh, Hellboy, they mm-hmm. did the same thing in that movie. Um, in D&D, it's even something that you can do. You can animate a corpse and t- ask it three questions before it dies off again. Um, but yes, that's very much how things used to be relayed as Mm -hmm. far as the magical practice. Nowadays, we start looking at things like the Dumb Supper, reconnecting with your dead and past ones. And we start looking at things such as seances. Technically, all of this falls under this necromancy umbrella, um, but that's just it though. That's kind of where it lays. It lays as a school of practice, not really a pathway. Mm -hmm. Um, So necromancy itself is just a tool. 
I find that interesting because I feel like a lot of people are like, I'm a necromancer. And I'm like, well, yes. Specifically, what do you do though? Like what aspect of it? Because I, yeah, I. So necromancers are basically just oracles of the dead. Interesting. So that's like the basis of it. Yeah, sure. Except with a little more spell work. (laughs) Okay. Because I'm reading, I'm reading a book. I, all my information comes from books called Magical Mediumship. Um, and she refers to mediumship as working with the dead and mm-hmm. communing with the dead. And I'm like, wow, that seems very close to, you know, what people would consider necromancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work with the dead all the time. I mean, and I've never considered myself a necromancer. I'm just like, well, I'm going to conjure this spirit, um, specifically saint work. Would we consider that like a form of necromancy, talking to dead saints to get information or working with them for specific things? So um, in that situation, it's not quite the same because you are not raising the spirit of the dead in order to do that. You are not uh, conjuring the, the dead. You are not making the dead do your bidding. You are very simply asking for a spirit or egregoric uh, concept to already help you. So it's already alive and well. Um, hmm. That would be the major difference between these Interesting. Things. Okay. And so then... Um, Ash, your kind of forte is death witchcraft. I believe you identify as a death witch, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so basically, death witchcraft is, it, it's a bit more of a path, less of a tool. It's more kind of something that, you know, I, I take on and try on a whole bunch of other different things. You know, I mess around with like kitchen witchery and green witchery. And, and you know, I kind of poke my head in all these other things. But at the end of the day, you know, my core, it's always going to come back to death witchcraft. And there's a bunch of other different branches of it, a bunch of different titles under it. And they, you know, there a lot of them will kind of focus on doing different things. Whereas one thing you can kind of get across the board, no matter what type of death witch you are, whether it's initiated, non-initiated, whether you're, you know, going more different titled routes, no matter what, your main focus is always going to be the caretaking the protecting of the dead and the facilitating the like passing on process um everyone's kind of going to go about it different ways everyone's going to do different things and a lot of us tend to focus on you know different religions and different cultures so like if you know if you come to me asking me to do a certain funeral service i might be like hey i might know like one or two prayers to help send them on their way but i don't my forte isn't that type of funeral these types of funerals are my forte Um, You might have to go find a different death witch for that. So for historical purposes, do we see like a form of death witchcraft in every culture? I think we see, you know, I think we see them across a lot of the boards. I think, you know, the way I was always kind of raised to see it is that, you know, death witchcraft, death work, you know, we see it in funerals, whether it's run by priests or a priestess or whether it's, you know, no matter what religion it's coming across and that all kind of constitutes as like death work in a way so the way that my mentor kind of helped me see the world through the sense was like yeah anyone who dedicated their life to funerary rites and like the priesthood and stuff like that probably would have been considered like a death worker kind of under those terms so you know if you're going if you're overseeing funerals as like a high priest of anubis you're undergoing death work Mm -hmm. that was like kind of the way that i was told to kind of understand it um 
but you know in total it's just anyone who considers the dead their main responsibility so like for me i do more work with the dead than i do the living you know if i'm coming in and someone wants a mediumship reading for me my priority is the dead person like not the living person yeah me. um so it does kind of alter the way your path tends to go and it definitely changes the way you look at things and you definitely find yourself surrounded by more dead people than living people as morbid as that sounds yeah so a mediumship with you is what does the dead person want to say versus what do you want to ask the yeah. dead person interesting like, i will absolutely try to incorporate what you want to get but if they don't want to tell me i'll look you dead in the face and be like sorry that's <laughs> what you want me to say i do like, this i i don't so i don't identify as a death witch um mm -hmm. but i operate my mediumship the same way i just i'm like listen you can ask to say like for information but you're probably not gonna get it yeah um there's also in a specific region of italy there was a you know specific death rite done by a specific person i forget the name i'm actually going to grab my book so the sacabadora the sacabadore is a name for someone who would go around basically dress oh sardinia so this is a sardinian tradition it looks like mm -hmm. um they would dress in all black um they would wear a veil they would completely cover their face and they would usually um go through and help the person pass on whether that would be you know a, a, a euthanization by mm -hmm. our terms or just kind of doing magical things to help the person pass on. Mm -hmm. Because, um, quote, in Sardinia, death should be natural. If it is unnatural and an agony is experienced, there are means to end the agony. Mm -hmm. Take away things from the room that keep the soul in the body. Protective amulets, medallions, crosses, photos, then call the sacapadora. And they are usually the person who served as a midwife for a baby's birth. And they would help them pass out of the body and release their soul into the spirit world. Um, literally referred to as the euthanizer. So there are other metaphysical aspects to it. But a lot of the time, that particular practice was in a way death work when it not it may not be death like witchcraft but it exactly. was a way for them to work with death and help someone pass yeah off. like i think you know one of the best ways to like describe something like that like you know the, the way that my mentor helped me see things is like now i'm not going to walk up to someone like that grab by the shoulder and be like you're a death witch that's ridiculous but <laughs> like i would be the way i was brought up in this was regardless of how they identify i was raised to kind of see them as family kind of being like hey we're in the same boat we're both out here doing like the hard shit the stuff that hurts the stuff that is really taxing that mm -hmm. death work it's like and so it's kind of the thing of like, that's not so much as putting the title on people, it's more recognizing being in the same boat as like, hey, this is really hard work and I see that you're doing yeah. it. Like, um, um, you, got, you guys know Shaman Moon, also on TikTok. Mm -hmm. um, so wonderful. And it was funny because we met and literally like brought, they like brought me to tears. They hit me when I was at like just the right time. They also do a lot of death work and they were like, hey, I just want to let you know that like I see you and I see the work that you do and we're family and you need anything you call me. And like that's such an immediate bond that so many people who do this tend to feel with each other very quickly mm -hmm. that you'll find people who do death work, people who do identify as death witches. Like when we find each other, we click, we click hard and like we claim family very tightly because it's mm -hmm. like, hey, I get it. This job sucks sometimes. Yeah. Like let me be here to support you, especially 
you know, among initiated death witches who so many of us experience, um, you know, like a death-like state and a death-like ritual um, as part of our transitioning process. Mm-hmm. So that is like this huge identifier among a lot of us where it's like, hey, listen, I don't care if I barely know you, you need anything, here's my phone number. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that actually raises a few questions for me. And we've had uh, something like this conversation beforehand. And it was actually quite a uh, wedge of knife uh, for a little while for myself, especially Mm -hmm. amongst the death witch community is where does your path and your quote unquote job um, stop when it mm-hmm. comes to entities and deities who are supposed to be doing exactly what you're saying. Yeah, so the way that we work is it's not supposed to impose onto those places. It's, you know, if there's places like spirits who are kind of covered, like if you come from, you know, let's say like in Hellenic polytheism, like Hermes is supposed to come get you. So like if if you pass and like he gets you, there's no need for like me to get involved or for me to be like out of the way Hermes I got this like there's no need for like any of that that's more like not for us to get involved in our job more kind of works with one people who you know are kind of stuck here you know spirits who maybe struggle to move on spirits who can't like my house is full of spirits who just kind of have found their way to me um who are kind of looking for assistance because you know some of them are stuck out of trauma some of them are stuck for a handful of other reasons so like i'm kind of doing the whole like ghost whisperer thing i guess like helping them kind of get comfortable enough where at that point what's supposed to happen is just going to happen like i don't kind of take over the role of a spirit who crosses you over it's just more if there's something that's blocking you i help with that blockage and in some in some like passing on situations the way that i was kind of brought up to pass people over it's almost like it's like a deep meditative state that usually I was kind of walked through before when I was training by my mentor and it's I'm not quite sure if it would count as something along the lines of like astral projection but um a lot of the times the way that I would experience it is like my you know my mentor described me walking like with the person and then just kind of they would get moved on to whoever helps them to the other side. So like, again, I'm not taking the role of like Michael or um, Hermes. I'm more like, if you're stuck and there's something that's blocking you from getting there, my job was to help you process whatever that blockage is. So again, usually it's trauma. A lot of the times there's a spirit who's not over their death. And that's more like my forte, at least. That's usually the spirits I tend to work with. That's really the only type of death witchery that like I can comment on. But I know that there are people who do a lot of like from bedside sitting with that person until they pass. I've done that in the past, but that's really not where my path has stayed. My path has kind of just stayed to like people who have been here for a while. Mm-hmm. Not really like passing people on as they die anymore. Just one that was a little too much for me. And also just again, that's not the way my path ended up going, but I know there's some people who do that who would have a better perspective on that. That I'm not 100% like sure how that works. That whenever I did that, I was with my mentor and my job was more to like comfort you as that was going on, not to like actually make anything happen. So, so like those mentioned... like details would be more difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you mentioned your mentor like a lot. Um, how does one first find a mentor in this field? And second yeah. off, 
how does one get started in general as a death practitioner? Because we might have somebody like our own chaotic witch who notices a lot of what they're doing is very in the basis of necromancy and yeah. death work. What may, who would be the one that they would go to mm-hmm. if they wanted to continue straight down towards a death with, death with Pat? Death with Death with A death with I got incredibly lucky. My mentor was a close friend of my family's um, and a lot of people in my family have kind of done this before. So like when I was a kid and I started showing signs, there were people who noticed. Unfortunately, none of those people lived past me being like four years old, um, which is why it kind of got passed on to my mentor to kind of handle everything at that point. Um, Because my mom is like aware, but she's not like clicked in. So she really wouldn't be able to like help teach me much. Um, so at that point, everything kind of got handed over to my mentor. So I got very lucky where she was a friend through the family, um, because this has just been a tradition in my family for quite some time. Um, but when it comes to finding a mentor, it honestly can be really hard because it's, I mean, you really have to vet the people that you're going to trust this with. Like death work is really intense and death work can be really traumatic and death work can be really emotional and difficult and very purging and you don't want to do that with someone that you don't absolutely trust like I know for me I've had you know naturally because I talk about it a lot on my TikTok I've had so many people reach out and ask me to be their mentor and I'm like that's like having a kid like that's that that requires such a level of trust and connection and I can't do that with just some random stranger on like the other side of the country like I've taken on um it's funny, my, my mentors, she used to call them deathlings and I think that's adorable. So like I've taken on like a baby deathling in a way, um, but I'm still not like mentoring, mentoring. They pretty much have a lot of the legwork already done and I'm just kind of helping them like get more accustomed to working within their mediumship mm-hmm. um, because it's such an in-depth training. So some of the best places to go if you're looking for a death witch for a mentor is honestly, it, it sounds so it's it's so difficult i i would say fine like if your community has a local metaphysical community that would be great like mine the store that i work at you know is very i'm very lucky they let me advertise what i am so i can help people that way if you're lucky to find that if not your next best bet look into death doulas death doulas do so much of what we do and you can get certified that will let you officially walk into places it's honestly, if you're going to pursue death witchcraft and you want to really get neck deep in this, you should probably go into death doula certification anyway, because it'll just give you more information and help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're looking for anything like that, death doula is a really incredible place to start. And then from there, go into, you know, look into funerary rites um, of religions that you might be attached to, maybe ones that you just feel very called to, ones that are in your life. You know, look into, like I said, even if you know, like little prayers of blessings for you know the dead look into things like that that's pretty easy base level you know work on mediumship abilities one of my favorite things to do is cemetery care it's the best part of my job honestly it's it's my favorite thing to do um because not only does just it's nice but I also I have so many friends at my local cemetery at this point like you you make such beautiful bonds there Mm -hmm. um even just in a mediumship way, like there, there's one, there's a good example at my local cemetery, there's 
this one man, he's been there for a very long time. He's very protective of his mausoleum. He refuses to move on. He's a very grumpy man and he's my favorite. <laughs> I time, love grumpy old people. Grumpy old people. Literally, grumpy I go old to give dead him people even better. <laughs> I give him a cup of tea and he yells at me for what I'm wearing. He's my yep. favorite. Like I, I love him to pieces. And you know, it's it's with those type of connections are so beautiful. I've gone into cemeteries to clean up and I've just kind of wandered wherever I felt and I've found my way to people who it was their birthday, like, or I found my way to people who it was the anniversary of their passing. Um, and it gives you these really intense, really beautiful moments um, that you can experience death work up close and you really don't need anybody's help for you to do that. And mm -hmm. again, the experiences you have are incredible like I live I live on Long Island in New York and there's so many old cemeteries that are like revolutionary era or older and you can kind of just walk right in like it's really normal and there's this one cemetery right by my house and there's a woman there her husband she's buried next to her husband he was he died at war his body was never recovered and she isn't ready to go and every time I've gone to that cemetery I just went one day to just put flowers down and I sat at her grave and I just was overcome with emotion. And I just like sat there and cried for like a good, like two, like two hours, um, like a total crazy person on the side of the road. And then, you know, I went back a year later, put some flowers down, cried again. Um, and I, I've been doing that for like three years now. And every time I've cried a little less and every time she feels like she's a little lighter and it's easily like one of the most, one of my favorite parts about what I do. Yeah. Like is to get that slow gentle healing like to have the spirits in my house get ready to move on I cry like a baby because they're they're my babies <laughs> but like when, whenever they're ready to go I'm like oh my god like I lose it but like it's it's my, it's the best thing about my job is you know like when I come home and the house is just a little bit quieter I'm like mm -hmm. okay good so, something good here happened good job like <laughs> so I have a question mm -hmm. um when approaching death witchcraft, you mentioned, you know, going to cemeteries, death dualship. Um, do you need a mentor? Is there a way to really respectfully kind of approach this this path? Or is it kind of there are multitudes of ways to approach it? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, a mentor is really helpful, but like it's, it's in no way required. Um, you know, just like being initiated is in no way required to call yourself a death witch. Like there are non-initiated death witches out there. Mm -hmm. the initiated ones like have just joked, like we're just the ones who decided to like play the game on hard mode because we don't like ourselves. Like, so we decided to just like do the thing that's extra annoying. But, um, cause like my, my mentor has been passed for quite some time, um, but she doesn't stop whooping my ass just because she's gone. Yeah. So like, it's, there, there's no quitting. I'm so, I, I can't if I, even if I wanted to. So like that, yes, that creates these incredible bonds that clearly last beyond the grave, um, <laughs> but no escape, but like, yeah. it, it's wonderful and really helpful, but no, it's, I mean, I think again, you can absolutely respectfully pursue it as long as, I think as long as your priority is the dead, you're mm -hmm. fine. Like as long as like, that's where you're starting, because like, I'll, I'll get into a whole fist fight over a dead person. Like, I don't care. Like, and if that's not the energy you're bringing, like, as long as like, that's the energy you're bringing, you're going to be fine. Like, as long as you're prioritizing, like I have a rule with the dead in my house. I'm like, if you get scared, sorry, they live here. You don't. Yeah. Get over it. Like, yeah. That's kind of, that's how I am with my particular, with my ancestors and the spirits that kind of follow me around or in my house. I'm like, listen, dude, they were here first. 
I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not making them leave because you're uncomfortable. Um, I, I also that kind of prioritization. That. I think as long as you have that, like, you're you're already starting on the right foot. No oh boy. I'm listening to you talk about this and I'm like, oh, I do a lot of this. <laughs> like, this is, this is, I mean, and I think part of that is like, I mean, I'm an Italian folk practitioner, specifically Italian-American, and a lot of my practices, you know, ancestral work it's really it's reclaiming things it's reconnecting with things Mm -hmm. I had a moment earlier today where my mom read an article and had a whole like string of memories come out about a tradition from her childhood from southern Italy and we were like we gotta gotta do something do something to put in um but I work with the dead a lot I talk to them I receive things from them and it's in a lot of different ways and part of Mm -hmm. that is just being a medium part of that is actively working to reclaim heritage and reconnect with it yeah I believe reconnect is the word I would want to use because I'm not really reclaiming anything I Mm -hmm. I it's already been claimed but um I am interested in hearing about you know we have like rise of interest in death witchcraft and necromancy in social media do you think there is a rise of interest in death witchcraft and necromancy do you feel like it's for certain reasons do you feel like there are like particular things that people are seeing that is making them interested in it or is it just like a oh I saw someone raise the dead in a movie and I want to learn necromancy you know um don't get me wrong those people are absolutely out there like I there are absolutely people who hear the term death witch and like their inner like hot topic emo kid just lights up on the inside and like I get it same bro same like if you don't okay I was a zoomies kid (laughs) hold on zoomies I I was anything like I was zoomies and hot topic well I should be honest I'm a Spencer's kid let's all be honest I'm the back I was the back of the Spencer's kid I was never in Spencer, so I have no idea what you're talking about. I was always sex thing. Oh, they had sex toys at Spencer's. They do, yeah. yeah, It's in the back. Yeah. Oh my god. What? (laughs) That's why we're saying we're the back end of a Spencer. Isn't Spencer's a shoe place? It's a. It's kind of like a sexual hot topic. It's it's like an edgy, sexy hot topic. Oh, that makes me uncomfortable. It's horrible. It's horrible. (laughs) Okay, look at hot topic and then be a slut. (laughs) <laughs> well, that is kind of, well, I I went past that vibe a while ago. Now we're at, I look like a grandpa and I'm a slut for some reason. Like, I don't know where I belong. You like would be perfect in a Spencer. J, J. Crew, uh, J. Crew fitting rooms is my ah. vibe. Oh, I wow. I that level of hoe where, like, I just don't realize when stuff's inappropriate anymore. Like, I'll go places and they're like, Ash, your, your whole boobage is out. And I'm like, it's not that bad. And they're like girl you're like that's a nipple right there i need you to do that you've reached that level of hoe i've reached the level of gay where i just stopped i'm just like (laughs) what what? My ass is hanging out. Oh, oh no! It's fine. It's fine. If a six foot five uh, (laughs) top came out of nowhere, um, okay. All right, all right, all right. We got to get back on topic. This is what the outline's for. Um, Um, Right? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, There's been there's been a really big rise on on social media, and I think again, definitely because the title absolutely can 
you know, Death Witch, the, the title Death Witch can do a few things. It can raise a few eyebrows, it can clutch a couple of pearls, it can like totally evoke a very specific reaction depending on who you're talking to. Like, you know, when I grew up um, with this, I was constantly raised like not to talk about it because I wasn't going to be welcome and like I was going to get a lot of shit for it. Like that's because mm-hmm. the way my mentor when she grew up in this, they were utterly outcasted. Um, so she raised me being like, you keep your damn mouth shut about this, which was why, you know, when I started my TikTok, I really wanted to be more vocal about it because I was like, it's ridiculous that we're quiet about it. And the more we don't talk about it, the more people are going to think we're up to some shit because we're quiet. Like, it's just, don't be shady. Just be straightforward. Yeah. Um, the quiet, and- uh, you know, toddler in the background. It's yeah. quiet. It's too quiet. <laughs> too quiet. Like I wanted us to be, especially because I, I really think what we do is is really beautiful, and I think it's really special, um, and I think it's worth talking about, and I think it can bring people a lot of peace, whether it's with people that they've lost or whether it's with their own like fear of death. Um, so I think that's definitely helped attract a lot of people to it, but I think there's also a handful that are like, Ooh, edgy title, it's it's cool. And like, they definitely come like marching up for it. And that's fine. Honestly, I don't care how you get to the party. I just care that you show up and you're respectful when you get there. Yeah. It's, you know, I hope the whole like people joining witchcraft because it's a try. Are you being respectful? Are you trying to learn? Sure. I don't care if you started because you were a crystal bitch. (laughs) That's how I am. Yeah. Come come inside. Like I have books to recommend for you. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. And I think this plays back into the ideas around, you know, a lot of people are finding witchcraft in general because of social media and mm-hmm. joining it because of maybe they saw an aesthetic video. Aesthetic, aesthetic, sorry. This is a great language episode. <laughs> I uh, know, we're, we're all really so good at talking. Up. Anyways, um, I think people definitely see something on the internet about witchcraft or like see something they think is cool or a spell they wanna try and maybe become interested in witchcraft because of that and I don't think that it's fair to harp on the people who do that um because as long as you're like like what Ash said as long as you're coming in and you're not like shitting in my shoes and eating my snacks I don't care here's a book take a corner have a cup of tea like let's go you can leave later if you want if you find out you this isn't for you that is fine yeah because you're still probably gonna walk away with so much for you because exactly this path does so much more for you than just spirituality like even for me I don't know yeah I don't know what was in my last like I don't know windows reboot update that like hit like because I, I don't know what I got smacked with but like different person different boundaries whole different type of way of communicating I don't know what the hell happened like and it's only a, a lot of it is you know because of the work I did with it so like even if, like you said if you decide to leave you're still probably leaving with a lot of really good tools and a deeper sense of self-awareness so mm-hmm. like pop off, have fun like I'm glad you had a good time <laughs> So on the opposite side of the spectrum, where's a good place to find like information on necromancy that's actually, you know, reliable? Um, When it comes to necromancy, you're going to want to start with historical mythos and folklore. It's probably Mm -hmm. my best suggestion for getting started in when it comes into necromancy. Um, Things like the history of some of the oracles, how they were digging around, asking dead animals, uh, organs, how it worked, Mm -hmm. uh, what was going on in the future. Uh, Seeing the witch who tells, uh, is it Hercules? 
can never 100% remember everything that goes on in my brain at one time. Dude, Hercules, um, Achilles, all the like Zeus demigod yeah, kids. They all like, got they dead all, people talking They're to all together in my brain. I can't yeah. separate them. Pretty much. I regularly have to reopen books to figure it out. But you see that there is old ritual for witches uh, asking the dead on what their next mission is. Mm-hmm. You want to start with these cultural uh, relevant topics and then you can just kind of build off of it. Mm-hmm. And most of the time you'll see people who did opinion pieces or people who have done uh, research articles or case studies off of those myths. And then you can just kind of rabbit hole from there. Otherwise, talk to a necromancer. They're <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Metaphysical shops are underutilized while Resources, also being a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with both of those statements. But I usually end episodes with, do we have final thoughts? Is there anything else you guys would like to share? Um, My final thought is I am sitting here and wondering if I should look into necromancy and or death witchcraft. (laughs) Um, But what about Ash and Matt? Do you guys have any final thoughts? Um, I am having a few thoughts that it's super interesting to go into a lot of different witchcraft practices and everybody hears about the necromancy aspect and how it is using the dead it's interesting to find that there's a whole other path dedicated to just working with the dead to help them take their you know permanent dirt nap (laughs) um so it's fascinating and it really gives me a lot to think about because we talk about how we work with our ancestors and put our ancestors to the next level of their uh, journey mm-hmm. and how we are working through all of that with them. But we don't really talk about just not helping work with, but instead just helping to relax. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to gain new insights from a different path. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 fun. I think the best way I describe death and witchcraft a lot of the times I tell people I'm like just ghost therapist, just ghost therapist. Just think of it that way. Like it's the best it's the best way to pop it. Like so I think if anything my psych degree actually helps. I'm still using it. So. Nailed it. Still using my psych degree. What about yourself, Ash? Did you uh, have any final big, big thoughts? Yeah, um, I would I would say, you know, if, if you're interested in pursuing, you know, death witchcraft, a, a lot of the times you're going to get a lot of warnings along the way because, you know, again, don't get me wrong. It's it's not always, you know, skipping through the cemetery. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's not all that. But like it's it's a really beautiful practice. And you, even the hard parts, there's a lot of beauty in them and it will bring you a lot of peace. So like don't let people scare you off. There's a lot of fear mongering around it a lot. And I think it's fair to warn people. I think it's not fair to make it sound like, you know, you're going to die if like you go down this way. Yeah. Um, so like don't let people spook you off. Um mm-hmm. It's, it's hard, but it's worth it. And it's, it's great. And it'll give you probably some of the best connections uh, with people and dead people alike that, that you'll probably have. And you'll get really funny stories out of it. Amazing. Um, I think this is all, that is all we have for everyone today. Um, this has been Books and Broomsticks. I'm Chaotic Witchot. And I'm Matt Hatter Plays. And I'm Ash. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week.